welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to the Reactor Core. This is episode 17, uh, and this is a podcast where we get to talk about some of the biggest movie blockbusters and TV shows uh, that are new right now. Uh, so we are recording this about midway through February. It is just before Valentine's Day, and we went to go see Harley Quinn, or, uh, that's not the Let's name see. of the movie. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 talk about that in 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 just a sec. The original name was Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Qu- Qu- Quinn. Mm-hmm. That is a really long name. Most people <laughs> were just ta- ta- just talking about it as Birds of P- Prey. Yes. However, as of like twelve hours a- a- ago, what? if not yesterday. Uh, Warner Brothers has decided to rename the movie uh, to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. <laughs> you don't get to do this. You don't get to <laughs> do this do. when it's several days old. You made your bed. You're going to lie in your bed. Okay? We <laughs> all agree. George Lucas. <laughs> On shot first. We all know this. McC- M- McClunky did not happen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, so we we just went to go see that film. And here we are talking about it, about to do a spoiler cast on this film. Uh, let's see. I just pulled up Box Office Mojo. And as of today, uh, it is the 11th when we are recording this. It came out on the 7th. As of right now, it has grossed uh, $35 million domestically, mm-hmm. $46.5 million internationally, and $81.6 worldwide. So it is uh, not doing so hot right now. That's not hot? That is not hot. That is the lowest grossing uh, DC Comics movie. Um the one above that is Shazam, which made which made fifty five mm-hmm. million. Um, so this one is not doing so hot, and that but, is why well, they renamed it. No, but there's legitimate reasons, Warner Brothers. It's the gosh dang winter. People are inside. You know, there's sure. so many disasters sure. happening around the world. There's disease and fires. That's why people in like other countries aren't <laughs> going to the movies. It's not the Birds of Prey fault. Just restore the title it's, to what it was. It's uh, it's it's a mix of things. Sure, there are more important things to worry about in the world. But that's, I think, the bone to pick that I have mm-hmm. with this movie. So. You approached me, what, like mm. a week ago, week and a half ago? You were like, hey, I'm going to go see this. Yeah. We haven't talked about discussing it yet. Would you want to? And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's, 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 uh-huh. let's do it. If you hadn't mentioned that to me, I wouldn't have gone to see this at all. Mainly because I was upset that this is not actually a Birds of Prey movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Harley Quinn movie first and first and foremost Mm -hmm. there are some of the birds of prey but half of them aren't there 
Uh, so it's just like, this is, this just seems like Harley is painting the town red. And I was just like, I am not excited. DC <laughs> does not look like they know what to do. I mean, they've proven multiple t- times they don't know what to do with their movies. Um, I think they know but- what to do individually, like one movie at a time. With it, like, that's the thing. They got way ahead of themselves, mm. and they were like, we need to make our Avengers soon, fast, right now. We just need to yeah. push it out. And it didn't work. Mm. And yeah, when they do kind of take the time to be like, okay, we don't really need to tie this into the Avengers or ju- the Justice League or whatever else they need to t- <laughs> tie it into. And yes, I know that the Avengers are m- m- Marvel. Um yeah, I, I think they can actually make a good film. Mm-hmm. The talent I, is out there. I really liked Shazam last year. I'm yeah. disappointed there aren't more people talking about Shazam. It was very we, solid. We covered Shazam uh, this past year. It was episode, let's see here, on this podcast. It was episode seven mm-hmm. of this peer podcast on the Reactor Core. Uh, and yeah, we, we both really liked it. I know I also liked wonder woman yeah when it came out um but yeah it this is an interesting one because i don't know about you but i really enjoyed it this is a lot of fun fantastic yeah and i went into this knowing nothing which i rarely do this is why Mm -hmm. i pitched this to you as hey i'm going to go see this movie do you want to talk about it say i'm not as much of a dc fan i i respect it I like it fine, but it doesn't have that same like uh, uh, energy to it the way I'm like, oh, I have to go see every new Marvel movie with the DC movies. It's like, oh, I'd like to. But there's oh, like I still haven't seen. Yeah, like I haven't seen Suicide Squad. I haven't seen Aquaman. Like there's holes in it. And like I heard this movie was coming out. I didn't stop and watch a trailer and a trailer did not happen in front of me. So I really didn't know much about it. And I'm like, well, I'll learn about it when it's time to learn about it. Whenever that is. Again, nothing against these movies. I like them fine. It's just, you only got so many minutes in the day. <laughs> I'll right. get to it when yeah. I get to it. This is my feelings exactly. about DC. <laughs> exactly. And I had a friend ask me, are you interested in seeing Birds of Prey? And I'm like, well, I don't know anything about it. So, yes, because I don't remember. I Probably not since I was like a kid, since I was like sure. a young teen. Did I walk into a movie theater knowing like pretty much nothing about the movie except for like a couple commercials in like a poster? Like I had mm-hmm. no idea. Like I said, I haven't seen Suicide Squad. No idea how much it, it doesn't seem to play in that much. Everything they mentioned about it was stuff that I knew just from hearsay. So yeah. doesn't seem to be relevant so I'm like, I'm just going to walk in knowing nothing and see what that's like now. I don't even know who else is in this besides Marco Robbie. Let's see what happens. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, l- 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 ladies and gentlemen, thank you for jo- joining us. Mm. My name is Kyle Springer. <laughs> I will be one of your hosts. And that is do Melissa. We, who do is we not do this? About... No, we, we, I mean, we've at least not said who we are. Okay. Well, yes. So I'm Kyle. That's Melissa. Yes. We are the whatnots. We are here talking about birds of prey. Uh, so yeah, now that you've walked out of the, the film, having known nothing at the start, mm-hmm. 
What, what did you think? What were your more general thoughts? Because we'll get into spoilers in a bit here. It is a lot of fun. It's certainly got its dark moments, which I think are like perhaps darker than your average comic book movie, but I don't know, a kind of about what I would have imagined knowing the kind of darker area that this does come from. Like this mm -hmm. seems right, I guess. Oh, visually stunning. Like yeah. lots of, when it's fun, it's really fun. It's a delight Indeed. to watch, like just on like a technical level. And it's plotted much better than I thought it would be too. Not to put this movie down, but I thought like, oh, this is going to be a movie that's like a lot of very well done style and like maybe just like a fairly bare bones plot to sort of support that style and all these different sure. big shiny characters coming together. No, it's pretty well put together. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hell of a lot lot lot, lot of fun the entire mm. way through. I never felt like it dragged its feet. No, maybe in one or two spots. Uh, but not for an extended amount of time where it's like, oh, the whole second act, this is just terrible. Uh, no. And I, I think the way it kind of avoids that is it tells a lot of the things out of order or yes. uh, as you need to know them. It's like, mm. okay, we're about to meet this one character. Let's tell her backstory now. Let's do it that way. Uh, and so I think that kind of keeps the film jumping around and it, mm. it's it's enough where it's like i mean it, it it's not enough where it's like all right this is too much and i'm lost and conf con confused but it's enough where it, it's just like this is a nice pace yes it's good yeah it doesn't um, leave anything out immediately that you're like very confused by it's like oh i know i'm going to get more on that if i wait 10 right. minutes right mm. uh i thought the fight scenes were fantastic yeah. They were incredibly yes. well done and well mm -hmm. shot. Like you said, the, it's just dripping with style and mm -hmm. and personality. Um, one of the things I particularly loved with the fight scenes is that Harley Cohen uh, did a lot of stuff that I would imagine her doing mm. in the cartoons or the comics or stuff like that, where she is like doing these aerial flips and and jumping and jumping around um whereas she, i mean she was in suicide squad she didn't really do that she just was like normal was just <laughs> like, okay everyone I mean, was kind of fighting good, on the same level in that movie i haven't yeah, seen it i'm going to watch this next bad movie. i'm going to watch it next week Oh, I'm sorry. No, don't you dare do this to me, Kyle. You know me. I have never been hurt by a bad movie, and I never will be hurt by a bad movie. I have never Sticks lost a dang thing in my, my life. Bad movies will never hurt me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, this is a huge step up from that film, though. Mm. I I will mention that. Um, it's. Yeah, I, I had a lot, lot, lot of fun. Please go see this film. Yeah. I think this is currently DC's best film. J just all around, I think they treated their characters overall really well. I, I have some some issues with certain things. Um, 
but it's more of a like an x-men first c- c- class kind of moment for me and i'll ex- ex- explain what okay. that means what that means in a bit um yeah it was good mm-hmm. I, I i had a lot lo- lo- of fun so thank you for for being like hey do you want to talk about this yeah I, it's a movie i'm glad i went out and did an experiment i'm glad i saw it in a movie theater yeah it's a fun one for sure uh okay let's do a little bit of housekeeping uh, mm-hmm. And then we can get into spoilers and start breaking down the film and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can go check out our website, thewhatnots.com, uh, for more information, as well as your podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, if you like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us. For as little as a dollar a month, uh, you guys can get episodes early. You guys can get access to live streams of certain shows. Uh, at the $3 tier, you guys can get exclusive content. We just did a like a fantasy movie giraffe yeah. <laughs> kind of thing uh, where we made our own cinematic universe. That was a lot of fun. So be sure to go check that stuff out. Uh, and we also want to give a big shout out to our mm-hmm. Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam. And thank you, Christine, for helping us out a ton. Uh, we we appreciate you both. Thank you. Okay. Let's get into spoilers here. We are moving right along. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, X-Men first class what did i mean by that that i really enjoyed x-men first class uh-huh but boy that that was not x-men's first class those are not no. the characters who were in the first mm-hmm. class and it's kind of the same for this film like i said this isn't really a birds of prey movie some of them are in there most of them are, um, but it, it's this is not what I think of when I think of the birds of prey. Um, uh huh. The for the, those of you who don't know, the birds of prey are a all female superhero team in the DC Comics universe, uh, and they were formed by Oracle and Black Canary. And uh-huh. It was originally just them. Um, it was only them, and then they eventually kind of expanded the team to this rotating roster. Um, but one person who is not there and is never on the team is Harley Quinn. So it was just like, like that's one of those things where it's just like, okay, one of the founding members isn't there. Harley mm-hmm. Quinn, who's not a member of the team, is now the star player. Like, this seems well, strange. Well, I don't well, know to be what fair, they're doing with this. She isn't in the team at the end. At the end of the movie, she's talking about the sure, birds right. of prey not including herself. They're t- they go they're on just... and do their own yeah. thing. Yeah, she's just um, like an auxiliary ally. Which also kind of irked me, because it, it, like, uh-huh. they didn't team up 
until the final act of the film uh and 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 then yeah like like after that big whole scene we get the thing of like well then those three went on to be the birds of prey like so okay so i, I guess this wasn't birds of prey then really this was just you guys happened to team up which is again if like if you're calling it birds of prey like what are you guys doing which is why i had always thought this needs to be named harley quinn and the birds of prey or something along those lines and that's basically what they did they were like i i, I think we screwed this up because a lot of people know more about harley than they do birds of prey since they're a relatively minor team mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's confusing <laughs> but again i now, loved it now I here's it my fantastic. question yes. i don't know anything about the comic book characters sure i remember being like 12 years old and watching some of that birds of prey wb series oh yeah and i remember that that had oracle in it and i remember that had like the main lady was like supposedly Batman and Catwoman's daughter. Yes. There there pretty much ends everything I remember about Birds of Prey. I remember what the poster looks like, but that's not helpful. Okay. Well, we'll get into some of that here. Um so so I I guess what we normally do on the reactor core is we kind of go through the plot and do all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start with that and then go into the uh like who these characters are as we discuss them or do you want me to like give you some background stuff before we start all that? following the plot of this movie sounds exhausting okay <laughs> it's, it's it's not it's excessively complicated but it jumps around so much I feel like if we tried to do it we would spend a lot of unnecessarily unnecessary time going wait but then this happened, so which I, is what the I movie have... does. And we're not going to do it as well as the movie did. Right. So why bother? So I have a page of notes here. Okay. Uh, oh, that kind of boils it down. I don't follow the plot exactly. Mm. Um, but I do have it kind of sectioned out of like, here's one thing that happens. And then they introduce this character. Let's talk mm. about this character for, for a bit. Um. So maybe we just go one by one and start to introduce and talk about the characters okay. and how that's relevant to the plot. Mm -hmm. Should we do it that way? So let's start with Harley. Oh. Um, this film opened up with like an animated introduction to her and to this film. Which I like. What do you think of that? No, I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Because it's just a cute, well-designed very expressive opening, but also I like that it works as this homage you don't get until like three hours later. That's because she originated in Batman, the animated series. That's where yes. she comes from. She was not in comic books before that. So mm -hmm. it makes sense that her movie would start as a cartoon. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, as as you mentioned, she got started in the cartoon, which is a favorite of my, 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 my mine. Mm -hmm. I have all of the DVDs on my bookshelf and all, all of that stuff. Um, but she became so immensely popular that they eventually brought her into the comics, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But it the, the whole kind of crux of this film 
revolves around Harley having just broken up with the Joker. Mm-hmm. She's single, ready to mingle, and cause some <laughs> trouble. Uh, and that's basically this. The, the, like that is the elevator pitch of this film. She mm. is newly single, having some fun, and she teams <laughs> up with some gal pals. And I, I like the element that I feel like in any other movie you would expect to see something like, I have broken up with my boyfriend. Here I stand on my own. I have broken up with my boyfriend. Now he's here to get revenge. Or, you know, somebody close to him is here to get revenge. I like yeah, this now twist on it where it's like... guy in my film and we have, you know... Yeah, no, he's he's not in this. I like the element of I was we would go out and cause all this mischief together and I would go cause mischief separately and nobody would mess with me with me because I was like, oh, I was Joker's girl. I was always under his protection, sort of. Now they have no worries about that because the Joker doesn't care what happens to me. So now suddenly all these people never I really was did. never worrying about for the last handful of years. I'm on all of their hit lists. Yeah, that's an interesting thing about her character is because mm. that's one of the things that is so iconic mm. with 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 her. But at the same time, it's also one of the things that was most problematic about her character, where it's like she is in this very abusive relationship and everyone knows it. And she just has this like Stockholm syndrome, like she fell in love with her patient, uh, this like psychotic killer and she just had mm-hmm. like tunnel vision for him for the longest time uh and and yeah it, eventually in the comics they started to get away from all of that stuff and now here we are in the films they're following that same thing mm-hmm. um to to mention suicide squad again I like to refer to that film as Hot Topic, the movie. Sure. Um, and th- like it, th- that film was perfect for like selling T-shirts and Funko Pops and all of that stuff mm-hmm. to young teenage g- 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 girls. The problem is that a lot of them were idolizing that relationship. And it's just like, ooh, yeah, no. Well, I don't, I don't, don't. know. If, I don't know if that's always it. I think a it's not always. Some of, no, I think some of it is like, this is the bad variant of it. I can create any variant of this I want. I want to make a version where this does work. Yeah, and that's that's possible. But traditionally speaking, that's not how it's been in the cartoon. That's not how it's been in the comics. Like that's well, they're, that's they're just making their own version then. <laughs> yeah. It, well, no, it's it's possible that so are 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 you, are you saying it's possible that there could be a version of them where they are in a good relationship i certainly wouldn't wouldn't put it past someone to try i don't think it's completely out of the question for anybody to make that change in any story or in like their own life you know like in my fan fiction this happens when me and my boyfriend grow up dressed like them for halloween this is the very end of the but story see, that yeah. we're telling so that's fan fiction and that's not to put down fan fiction but that's not the like official products that dc is putting out and 
for the longest time in those official stories of like these are the ones that are canon um yeah for the longest time it was this abusive relationship sure there might be some else world's story out out there where it's not um but that is the thing and and like that's that's not something you really want to teach young children to idolize or think that that is okay and so Mm -hmm. once people started realizing that and being like hey that's actually maybe not the best thing to do uh then they were like yeah actually you're kind of right maybe we should change the narrative here and like start getting her out on her 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 own um so to see her do that in this film fantastic Mm -hmm. i thought it was great I thought it was great. So she's uh, at the club, getting drunk, having all sorts of fun. Uh, and like the first thing that d- d- doesn't necessarily seem plot relevant, but the first thing that she d- d- does uh, is break the legs of this one douchebag who's at the mm-hmm. club uh, and... At first, we don't know who that is, but that <laughs> comes into play down the road. That turns out that that is uh, Roman Sionis's driver. Um, and Roman Sionis, uh, if you're familiar with the comics or if you've played the video game Batman Arkham Origin, um, you might know him as as Black Mask. Uh, and he's just kind of this like rich villain dude <laughs> yeah. with a black mask. That's about it. City's That's full him. of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not all. It, he's he's not all that. Uh, I I guess unique. Like I I, I like the yeah. look of him, right? But it's like that's it. He has a black mask. <laughs> And so he is named Black Mask. <laughs> but that's true of so many characters. Like, you could call Batman that. That's the most generalized version of who Batman is. But that yeah. is also true. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's comics <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> I was bit by a spider. Oh, man. I am Spider-Man. Uh... <laughs> Um. So yeah, what did you think of Black Mask? I <laughs> this was a delight to watch you and McGregor play. Like, yeah, he did fantastic. I like that this additional factor that he's not just like creepy rich guy. He's also this like petulant bratty child. Oh yeah, always whining. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, he's still creepo, but he's like a variant of the creepo that was fu- fun to watch him play around with and just, like, roll around the screen like, ah, my club, my masks, yeah. I want my yeah. diamond. He he seems like the kind of person that, like, is trying to be this, like, big, important, mature businessman mm-hmm. type of thing. But somewhere in the, along the line, something went wrong, and he's he, like he just hasn't matured mm. to there yet, and so he is this like 
whiny bratty child just throwing <laughs> fits when things don't go his his way and he has anger issues um which is kind of what we see at the end of the 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 film when when that stuff comes out and he finally dons his black mask mm. uh so let's see next i want to talk about renee montoya because yeah. she kind of comes into play uh kind of that next day or so as harley quinn is uh working on her hangover trying to get some food and she had broken this guy's legs not too long bef- before and now some mm. people are after her so here comes uh renee montoya detective at the gcpd uh and she is after harley quinn what do you think of renee uh i had heard her name before so that's where i was coming to this with for each that, of these people i will tell you i had heard their name before I'm assuming I'm the one that mentioned her name. That maybe that you. So R- Renee is one of my favorite characters in the DC mm-hmm. universe. Uh, she, funny enough, was also originally intended to be created for the Batman animated oh. series, um, but before she made her debut, they snuck her into the comics. So she actually made her debut in the comics. Uh, and then she made her live action debut in the Gotham t- t- TV okay. show. Uh, she's in in there. But in, in the comics, she's a hardworking de- detective. Um, eventually, she's a- outed as a lesbian. Uh, and she qu- quits the, the JCPD thinking that they're too corrupt. Mm. Uh, she ends up becoming a character known as the the question. Uh, she's not the oh. first per- person to yeah be that, but she takes up the mantle. Uh, if is you've this seen the guy the, like, from the this is the faceless guy from the Justice League cartoons? Okay, yep, does she him. also lose her face? Is that a, a yeah a requirement? Well, where does yeah. your I mean, face it's, go? It's 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 a like a faceless mask. So oh, okay. it's, it's not that it, it's like, it's like I can't. Oh my God, I don't have no face. Because like I'm watching that cartoon's not that detailed. I can't tell he is wearing a mask <laughs> that looks like he has no face. In, as far in, as I know, he just doesn't have one. In the cartoon, they might have just been like, you know, what? it'd probably be easier if you just make it look like he just has no face right like they don't have to Mm -hmm. make it look like it's uh you know some fabric or something they're just like no face i thought like an alien took it or he fell in a vat or something (laughs) you know your classic with a giant eraser just (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) but uh the Question is a like a private investigator in the DC universe who is super into conspiracy theories mm. and stuff. So he's he's like, uh, you know the like metal tips on the a- 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 ends of your shoelaces. He's like, I know the real name for those things, and I know their real purpose too. <laughs> and he's just like, they're just like, oh my god, shut up! Like no one cares. <laughs> 
Um, but Renee Montoya ends up taking that mantle, and I really like that character in the comics. Uh, she's fantastic. Mm. If you want to know more about her, go read Gotham Central. Yeah, this has been recommended book. to me in the past. Good book. Good book. Um, but this version of Renee Montoya, they do something a little bit di- di- differently, and her whole thing uh-huh. is that she, like... She has that, like, 80s police detective vibe, and that's how she talks. That's how her accent is. Uh, Just this, like, straight-from-New-York police detective. Mm -hmm. And, and, like, everyone just makes fun of her for it. It's (laughs) kind of great. Just like, does she she think this is a movie? Like... (laughs) (laughs) So I I I ended up liking that. I I I thought that was a good character trait for her uh, yeah. to give her some kind of personality without really going into much of her like history in the comics. Like mm. this is like you don't need to know all this backstory to know that she is a police detective and she's good at it, right? That was it. Yeah, I liked her. I liked how unflappable and how absolutely focused on the goal she was. Like she, like I think Harley or somebody's trying to get her off the trail, like, you know, push her away. And like they, she gets a garbage bag thrown at her towards the beginning of the movie. So she walks back to the station and she's like, <laughs> her she shirt doesn't, after, she, after she gets yeah, all, okay, all so the- this is the thing. So she doesn't go home. She's like, I have to go back to the station. She's like, I guess I'll find new clothes here. Do we have clothes in the lost and found? And so she's wearing this like novelty t-shirt that says I shaved my balls for this, but she doesn't <laughs> yes. say anything about it. That is a joke for the audience only. It's not like you see her pick up the shirt from the box and she's like, Oh, I have to do this. It's like, no, this is continuing like normal. She has a job to do. She's not thinking about what she's wearing at all remotely. She doesn't seem embarrassed by it. She's like, look, I'm just here to do my job. I need you to listen to me. I'm a, I'm a cop. I know what I'm talking about. Take me seriously. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the only mention that they make of it is the captain, who used to be her former partner, um, mm. just says like, you know, we have a dress code. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. It's good. I liked that. I will say, I was kind of expecting this movie to be a lot funnier than it was. It, it, I think there were maybe only two or three laugh out loud moments. I- I will say, I don't think it's trying to be funny and failing. Yeah. I think it is just going right. less often for like, here is joke. Here is capital J joke now. <laughs> you know Joker. Get ready for <laughs> joke. It's joke. <laughs> um, yeah, like it, it's it's not necessarily going for comedy, uh, yeah. which I, 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 I was expecting this to do more of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was inter- interesting. But she is investigating a series of murders in which the perpetrator used a crossbow. So they have dubbed this murderer the crossbow killer. They have no idea who it is 
at, at, at first, uh, but we come to find out that this is Helena Bertinelli, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Huntress. Um, she is the daughter of a mafia family. Uh, they are pretty rich. Uh, we'll, we'll get more into their riches in a bit here, but this is probably where your knowledge comes in. You mentioned you had seen that old Birds of Prey TV Was show. Was that her? That was Huntress. Yeah. See, I don't even remember that lady's name. I just remember the pose she's doing on the poster and like what her hair looked like. Well, all right. So originally, uh, Mm. so that that TV show kind of like mix mashes a couple different continuities from the comics into one thing of like, what if Mm. this, this, and that were all in one thing? Um, The original Huntress is the daughter of Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle of Batman mm-hmm. and Catwoman. And so her name was uh, Helena Wayne. And This sounds familiar, yes. Later on, uh, once DC Comics kind of separated out, it's like, oh, we actually have a multiverse and all of that stuff, and all of the Golden Age comics are on this earth. Um, the one that's now in main continuity is, is Helena Bertinelli. And she mm. is the, like this mafia family da- 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 daughter. Her family all gets gunned down. Uh, she is the only survivor and she c- kind of follows a path similar to Batman where she goes yeah. and tra- trains for a long, long time and then comes back to Gotham to get revenge. Um, and she's kind of after Black Mask's people. I, I think more specifically, she's after Victor Zaz. Yeah. Uh, which is Black Mask's right-hand man. And from the comics, he's more of a psychotic serial killer uh, mm-hmm. who gives himself a scar every time he murders someone. So, what what was your 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 thoughts on Helena Bertinelli? I think she ended up being my favorite one. <laughs> she she was great. I I, I, I think... like. Go ahead. No, I like what they do with her narratively, and that she's got such a specific personal mission that she's yeah. kind of on like the outside edges of the main plot for a while. Like, all this stuff is happening around her, and she gets pulled into it at the end, but, like, you know she still doesn't know all the details. <laughs> like, she's yeah. just getting caught up with this now. Yeah, I, I mean, liked like that the, element of it. The The first t- time she's really in mm-hmm. the room with pretty much any of those characters is in the third act. Uh, yeah. And, and she's, like, she comes in and, and she just goes, like, well, I killed the guy I needed to <laughs> kill so i'm gonna go yeah. <laughs> like, i'll help you guys out looks like you need help so like i'll stick around i yeah. like that narrative role she played i also liked seeing that oh yeah if your whole family is murdered in front of you when you're like 10 years old and then you're sent away to this like tucked away italian villa to learn like h- the hunting and fighting skills for the next 20 years and then you come back on a vengeance mission you don't have great socialization skills. Like she's yeah. <laughs> really awkward the whole time. And like a way I really appreciate it. I'm like, this seems like what you would be. Yeah. I loved 
that she was not cool. Yeah, well, I thought she was cool, but yeah, well, like I mean, she's, she's not cool like in the audience. But she's like, she's great at fighting, but she is like no. She's just socially grace. awkward. Yes, yes. Like we we get that great uh sequence of her mm-hmm. or of uh I forget his name. Was his name Pops? No, that's it's not that's not his name. Who is the owner of the Chinese food restaurant? What was uh, his name? Doc. Doc. Yeah. I knew it was some like one syllable yeah. <laughs> fatherly a title figure instead thing. of a name. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "They call me the." And it stops. And it and it's like, <laughs> "Let's go into her backstory." And <laughs> and then we do all of that, and then we get this scene of of her like mm-hmm. practicing in her hotel mirror, where she's just like, "They call me the Huntress." They call me the Huntress. <laughs> they call me the huntress like it's just like you, no that's not it <laughs> i love that in this world of people that are like renee montoya is doing all of the cool 80s cop things and she is a cool cop like she lives up to everything she's trying to be and then, and then helena like knows the things she's supposed to do but she can't pull them off she's very good at fighting <laughs> and looking imposing yeah. but like as soon as she opens her mouth like it doesn't work yeah, and she has the like sweet eighties like jump track suit kind of workout suit things. And this is like the like, most windbreakers I've seen in one movie. <laughs> yeah, her style is fantastic, and that's uh, yeah. kind of based off of some of her uh, her her outfits in the comics in like the late eighties, early nineties, um, where. That's how everyone did. They were like, oh, yeah, tracksuits, windbreakers. Yes. <laughs> That's and what people need. not going to stand a chance. <laughs> Forget a bulletproof vest. You need a windbreaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's, that's who uh, the crossbow killer is. Uh, I, I also like that she it. was... Oh. V- I also like that she was very tall. Yeah. Just tall. tall. Like, this is something that that Charlie's Angels movie had, too, which I haven't Mm -hmm. seen yet. It looks neat. I like that, like, one of the girls was just way taller than the other two (laughs) girls. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's... She she had a fun character. On on one hand, like, I wish there was more of her. Yeah. But I think, like... this is the perfect that joke of, yes. of just like yeah like she is socially awkward she has she might have some anger issues in in in, in there she's like i do not have rage issues <laughs> <laughs> um yeah to to make that work she had to be on the the outskirts like like mm-hmm. you had said i think there was a very smart move to have these five main characters, but there's one that isn't as prevalent as everybody else, but like huh. for very specific reasons, <laughs> like they yeah. really did the most with that. Yeah. Let's talk about Dinah Lance next. Mm-hmm. Dinah Lance uh, is a singer at Black Masks Bar, uh, and she gets hired to be the new driver for him after Harley Quinn breaks that one dude's legs at the start of the, mm. the film because he was his old driver um dina lance is also known 
as Black Canary. Yes. Um, she is also a f- famous comic book character. Uh, she is usually known as one of the like better fighters within okay. the DC universe. Like she, she, she's a good martial artist. Um, nice and then, to yeah, know. A lot of the comics she does, uh, she has like a punk band or a rock band or something. So to see her in this role where she has this like jazz singing gig not far off it fit really yeah. per- perfectly um so I, I i liked that a lot um how did dinah stack up f- for you in in comparison to these uh, uh, other characters did you like her was she more just kind of middle of the pa- no i d- the i did like her but she's okay. in a like a darker area of the story and she's a more serious character. So as much as she I is. did like her, I wish she would get to have more of the brighter, funner moments like the yeah. other characters get. Yeah. One thing we learn about her character is that her mom was mm. actually the original black canary. Um, so technically this Dinah isn't the black canary at least yet. Uh huh. Um, but uh, we know that she has the same powers. Uh, Renee Montoya knew her mom was like, hey, your mom was a good person. Um, and she was like, and I know you have the same powers she did, uh, which comes into play at the end of the film when she does her canary cry, mm-hmm. uh, which, which was neat. And I think they used it in a way that I don't think I've ever seen it used before. Really? Because... Um, Usually it's used kind of as a weapon, like a force to like hit someone with and like knock people back. But they use this to like propel Harley, like to like have she's on 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 her skates, and this like made her go a little bit faster. And like it makes sense that that would work if it can knock people back. If if you can like keep your baby baby balance and all that stuff it could work i just just don't think i've practically seen it used like that but that was neat yeah i liked that a lot um i liked her character i I think this version of the character um did really well i i would kind of like to know more like she she's in yeah she's an interesting character i think if nothing else, judge just for like how kind of dark and brooding she is. Just like there's there's more to right, her yeah. Like she's got a yet. a lot of interesting skills. She yeah. Where you're wondering she how she wound stuff? up as the singer for this club where it seems like uh, nobody appreciates her. Nobody appreciates anyone. I don't know why anybody's going to the Black Mask Club. Like it didn't even seem like they had good food. <laughs> I liked her outfits a lot because you've got Harley with yeah. her very, the big, bright, cartoony clothes. And it's always some variant of that. And you've got Cassandra who's wearing like similar clothes a lot, like a lot of like, you know, sort of big baggy T-shirts and shorts and like windbreakers and things. But it really fit into like what like street wear is right now. 
Yeah. I like that Dinah had repeatedly, like, the same consistent style that is not anybody's style right now. Like, it's very specifically her thing, and uh-huh. it's not this big, lavish, cartoonish thing like Harley has. It's like, or yeah. like a very understandable, like, oh, any kid wears that thing like Cassandra. It's like, why are you wearing flared jeans and like a very tight vest? nobody's doing this but you are and you're doing it every day i see yeah so in the comics uh her more traditional costume i know what it is i don't know that much but i know what black canary wears that's in like the top three greatest uh comic book outfits next to like jubilee's big yellow coat there you go yeah um (laughs) And for those of you who might not know, she is also usually the love interest of Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Black Canary and Green Arrow. <laughs> we have Black Mask, Green Arrow, Batman. <laughs> okay. I was in a literature class in college. Mm-hmm. And we were covering the modernist era of literature, which is like right around and like just after like World War One. So it's sure. dealing with a lot of these of like soldiers and soldiers returning home and like learning to try and adjust back to everyday life. Like that's a lot of the themes that this period is dealing with. And our professors like outlining this one poem and talking about how it is about this man who like can't relate to his wife anymore. And she's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, it, it is really hard for somebody who's like this great warrior to like, fall in love and then some girl's like well i don't know about that and then the 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 teacher the professor's like okay name me like a a pair of great warrior lovers i don't know exactly what the lead up was somehow this became the question of like warriors and soldiers no no you know what it was it was who were two who were warriors that could carry on a long-term committed strong relationship was that a possibility is that something that could happen and she's thinking in terms of like this modernist literature where this is a new issue they're dealing with. And this girl's answer was, well, what about green arrow and black canary? Yes. Great answer. So when, whenever I, whenever anybody mentions them, this is all I think about is this one girl trying to bring in DC comics, canon, like long I mean, expanded hey, DC. It's comics modern canon. literature. I wrote papers in college on the effects of, postmodernism on comics and stuff you could absolutely (laughs) count it as literature yes Um, but but yeah yeah that's that's funny (laughs) that is great um okay so let's see we're about we're right here so renee montoya wants dinah Mm-hmm. To keep tabs on Black Mask for her, because he, because she kind of had a deal with the previous d- d- driver, and so she's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you can maybe give me some tips every now and then. Yeah, that would be fantastic." Um, she's not sure that's a good idea, uh, but then we also know that in the same apartment building as the Dina is this young Pip pickpocket named cassie kane mm. Cassandra K- kane uh do you do, do you know who she is not as much like i her name came up and i'm like i know i know that name and i know there's an alter ego to that name but i couldn't remember what that one was and it didn't come up in the movie 
uh yeah they don't mention any other names they don't hint at uh mm. who she actually is in the comics besides her name being cassie kane mm. she is one of the girls who became batgirl okay uh, she also went by the name black bat uh and more recently she goes by the name orphan uh, okay the comics there which is let's just be honest is probably a really terrible name uh, yeah, how are they like, going to hey, distinguish orphan, you from anybody here. else? <laughs> oh, you like, mean like most hey, or- of them? Hey, Orphan. And then Batman responds. Batman, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, but she is this like young mm. kid. Uh, she seems to be like a, like, like a stoop child, latchkey kid. Stoop uh, kid's afraid to leave his stoop. Right, yeah. Um, fly, Batgirl, fly. Um, <laughs> but she is a really skilled pickpocket. Mm. Uh, and poor Cassie Kane ends up pickpocketing Victor Zaz uh, and stealing a certain diamond. Uh huh. Now, we've mentioned this diamond before uh, because this diamond, like, somehow. I don't understand how this works. It's not important to understand how it works. I wish this would have come up later. I wanted to see them explain how the heck this happened. So somehow like etched onto like the molecular structure of this right? diamond or something like that um, is the like passwords and bank account information or something like that for the Bertinelli fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Black Mask, um, who we learn through the course of the film, is kind of the one who pulled some of the strings and orchestrated mm-hmm. all of the stuff that got the Burton and Nelly family killed. Um, so he knows about this dead, dead diamond and he wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cassie Kane is the one that ends up pickpocketing it from Victor Zizaz, um, which then. The cops pick up Cassie Kane, which brings her to the police precinct, which we Mm. see her in the precinct at the start of the film. But we don't see her pickpocketing this thing until like halfway in the film. Like there's some weird timey-wimey stuff of like, Mm -hmm. we'll tell you this first, then that. Oh, yeah. And then we need to go back and tell you this thing. uh, And then we'll fast forward to that thing and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but long story short as Dinah is now the new driver for Black Mask Mm -hmm. they find out that this kid has stolen the diamond uh, and that the cops uh, have picked up this kid Dinah tries to warn Renee uh, to be like hey Black Mask is sending someone to go pick up this diamond Mm -hmm. it's probably not going to be good uh, that person happens to be Harley Quinn. Mm. Um, she ends up g- 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 getting captured by Black Mask. Um, and she's like, wait, don't kill me. I can help <laughs> you get this diamond back. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, all right, fine. We'll let you go get this thing. And that's when we get, I think, like the first major fight scene. Um, yeah, the one in the precinct. Yeah. That yeah. was that that was like 
that's one thing about this film that I think they have in spades. It's just mm-hmm. color and style. Like this is it's, this is the way this film is made, and it's just so good. I really admire a film that can give you a series of like very clearly distinguished set pieces and sequences yeah. without feeling choppy. Right. Yeah. Mm. Or 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 like shoe horned in, where it's like, okay, of course they had to do the scene at this location. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, but because they're kind of telling things out of order, we don't necessarily see that coming until it happens. And then when it happens, it's like, this is really neat. Because uh, Harley walks in with this uh, shot gun that is shooting these like beanbag rounds and smoke rounds and it's like red smoke and blue smoke and she has confetti and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. It's stuff that you would see something like her character do, which yes. I liked a lot. This was not just a like, we have a gun. We are shooting said g- g- gun. It is just a plain old boring gun. It is yeah, like, I like smoke and confetti and stuff. Re- I like the really inventive weapons that she comes yeah. up with. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then we get like the one and only Easter egg in the film in this scene. There's not many, many Easter eggs in, in this film, which on one hand, I think helped the mm-hmm. film because they only reference things that has happened in past continuity once or twice. And yeah. they say it in a way that it's like, here's the one thing you need to know. That's mm-hmm. it. You don't need to know anything else. Um. So there's the one Easter egg of the wanted poster. And she's like, oh, I know that guy. And it's mm-hmm. Captain Boomerang from Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. Um, so that, that was like a weird scene. I was in the theater and couldn't see who it yeah, was. Yeah, I couldn't so either. So I didn't know. I had to look that up. I think it afterwards. also works as just a general purpose joke, no matter who is listed on there. Sure. That makes sense. Um but but on one hand, I'm I'm also kind of disappointed there weren't more Easter eggs because there is plenty of room to like slip them in innocuously in places where they don't yeah. really take up a lot of space or time. Like this is yeah. a very lush movie; they're in the middle of all these you know packed cities. Like you can put a lot of signs and passersby in there. Yeah, there just mentions someone else's n- n- name or mm. stuff like that. Um. Yeah that 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 would be that would that would be fun. But I like I think overall it helped this film just be its own thing, right? Like we don't need to worry about anything else. Let's just be our own thing, which I I think helped it a lot. Yeah. Uh. So let's see. Harley breaks Cassie out of her holding cell. But she can't get the diamond because Cassie ate it. She <laughs> swallowed it. Perfect. Love this. <laughs> she, they don't mention how old she is exactly. I'm going to assume she's like 13, 14. Like she seems yeah. super young. Um, the, like, maybe 16 like 16 at the most. Yeah. At the, yeah. So, but she's just like, she knows something bad is about to happen. So she just goes. <laughs> gulp and she just like it yeah. makes 
a lot of sense and it turns the story into something. Oh, I like that. I like that there is no simple option of, well, I took it off you or, well, I can talk you out of it. Like it's a time game. It's only a time game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So they buy a bunch of X lax and stuff like Mm. that because she's like, we can come out this way. And she has some X lax and and she's like, or it can come out this way. She has a knife and she's like, I'll take the X lax. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good. So they are chilling at... Arlie's apartment. They're kind of bonding for a sec. Yeah. There. That's that's a nice moment. Um and then Harley's apartment is attacked. Uh and this is kind of where things go south and go from like maybe this is kind of the end of the second act to arguably the start of the third act. Mm. Um where Doc moves out because he's he's just like hey too many people are after you they're offering me too much money i'm sorry but like that was a lot of money mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i kind of need to t- t- take that um so at at this point harley is kind of fed up with people coming after her so she tries to make a deal with black mask mm-hmm. um who is is then like yeah well, let's let's meet and i'll get the girl that has the diamond inside her and then we'll stop humming after you because you haven't reported back here yet so uh they do that and they decide to do the exchange at the abandoned amusement park yes talk about it classic very happy to see an abandoned amusement park in this and then also separately later they go to a pier and yeah. I feel like a lot of stories would combine those into amusement park on the on pier. A pier. Here they are two separate distinct set pieces that we get to enjoy. We get two for the price of one here, and I really appreciate the value. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and the, the ride that they go to is called the Booby Trap. which is What an interesting in- ride itself. <laughs> it is like this like... 70s 80s scream queen slasher victim themed fun house like it's all it's like that and like the Liechtenstein uh aesthetic it's just like big haired women like wailing and screaming like that's that's the theme of this fun house it is great um yeah so of course um Harley and Cassie are on their way to the amusement park. Uh, Black Mask sends Victor to to go out there. So it's Victor and Dinah to go make the exchange. Uh, And Dinah then warns Renee Montoya. So Renee Montoya is on her way. Of course, Victor Zaz is, is... is... Huntress's next target, so she's still mm-hmm. chasing and following him. So they're all converging on this one spot. I just want to take a second and appreciate Victor's ass as a henchman in this movie. Yeah. I I liked him. Like I feel like he does more than a character in that role would typically do. He's definitely creepy, but he's always changing exactly what kind of creepy he is. Like, you mm-hmm. feel like you've got this guy's number at the beginning of the movie, and then it's like, oh, no, you're uh, you're weird in a different way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, he... 
yeah, that's an an interesting way to put it. Like I like that like, he from wasn't moment like this, to moment. He's this different. Yeah, or like there's the Bond henchman. It's like, well, I've got one gimmick, or I've got one trade, and I do this thing. And Zaz is more. I don't know. He's more of a mosaic. He's more of a chameleon. I just wasn't yeah. expecting that. I was expecting just like, here I am. I'm, you know, I'm the second hand. <laughs> I'm the second in command. I'm mean. I tell you, I'm here to fight. I don't like people. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more to him. He's not a good guy. But I was always watching oh, no. him. Like, oh, what are you gonna do next? Because <laughs> you keep yeah. surprising me. In in the comics, he's one of those Batman villains that like. He'll mm. show up every now and then, like, oh, Victor Zaz is out of Arkham, mm. and he's already killed three people, and he's holding five more h- hostage. Let's mm. go see what this is about. And then that, that's, like, either in the middle of some story of, like, God damn it, I was chasing Mr. Freeze, and now I have to go deal with Victor Zaz. Like, God <laughs> Great. damn it. Right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, he's definitely not, like a super villain, mm. but he is like this consistent bad giga guy within yeah. Gotham. There, uh, and I, I think this ver- version of him was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, I think he's also one of the characters um, that I would like to see more of. Um, of, of unfortunately, that won't happen because he dies because oh. Huntress gets there and. Shoots him, and then they all start stabbing him with the the thing. Of course, yeah. That was something I really liked about this movie. For as many, like, seedy characters as it has, like, mm-hmm. all these performances are really neat to watch. Like, you just want they to see, are. like, oh, I'm not going to like what you do, but I am going to like seeing how you do it. Right? Or I, I think, like, looking at how this is basically an ensemble film, mm-hmm. um, it's very possible that like one or two of these characters are going to stand out a hell of a lot more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like, hello, Bertinelli doesn't get much screen time. So maybe she's not at, but no, mm-hmm. she's yes. If not arguably better than most of them. Right? And like, like Harley Quinn is such a big character and she is taking up the largest portion of the movie, but it's not like an overwhelming majority of it. And everybody else in the cast really stands up with her. It is very for, for a a movie that seemed like it was just going to be like one major character and a bunch of revolving supporting characters around them. No, this is really consistently strong across the board. Mm -hmm. Cause even Black mask. We mentioned how much he like, he is like this immature bratty child on the inside, mm. but he has moments where he's just incredibly charismatic. That's yeah, partly the the actor that can play. Mm. We all like have this like, oh, he's so good. Look at that winning <laughs> smile, uh, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> We're in this like, period, the right? One Kenobi series. <laughs> We're in this period right now where we're getting these like really charming actors playing these like really creepy villains. Like think about like Paul Bettany in the Han Solo movie. Sure, it's yeah. Like I don't like you, but I want you to keep but showing I really up because like I w- I want to watch you. <laughs> yes, and it's like this weird conflict of oh I I love this actor. I kind of wish they were playing somebody whose side I could be on. But right. look at you play this villain. Wow. Yeah, so they 
they end up killing Victor Zaz. Um, and shortly after, they they all kind of decide to team up. It's just the the g- 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 girls there there now. It's uh Harley and Renee and Huntress uh and Black Canary and Cassie Kane. Uh, they're all like, well, all right. So I guess back up one step when Dinah tipped mm. off Renee that this meet was happening. Victor Zat saw that and he tipped off Black Mask. Mm. And so Black Mask decided to come and he decided to get uh he decided to go out to like henchmen exp- express and like, he like just buy them all. Everybody in his phone. Hey, right. meet me here. I'll bring a mask. You bring everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so he has this like army to back him up and they're slowly kind of surrounding and entering this amusement attraction so the girls are all just like well i guess we gotta team up to survive Mm -hmm. uh and then is like the big climactic fight scene within this amusement park which again was just beautiful yes it was great i loved it Mm -hmm. um it's so much fun I think the choreography was incredible, uh, and they do a great job of focusing on everyone, of, like, each yes. character gets their time to shine or their moment mm. or they're like, oh, that was sweet. Look what they just did, you know? Mm. Uh, that's good. What did, you, what did you think of this? Big no, I liked it a lot. I loved the rotating camera. I'm always a yeah. sucker for the, rot- like the camera spinning around and looking at everything in a fight scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite bits in that fight scene is just the fact that Cassie Kane is helpless. <laughs> she has, yeah. She, like, everyone wants to get her. Get her. It, it's it's mm-hmm. like, um, is it, it's not King of the Hill, because that's you tackle the person that's on, on the hill. Capture what's, the what's flag. The, no, not capture the flag. I'm, I'm thinking of, it's one of those, like, stupid, like, football games. It's just like, you... Tackle the person with the ball. Whoever has the ball, beat them up, you know? Um, And that's kind of what that whole scene is with Cassie. Everyone Mm. wants to get her, uh, but all of the quote-unquote birds of prey are, like, pushing her and pulling her and be like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. go over here, blah, blah, blah. And it just, it makes this, like, really chaotic experience. Yeah. And it worked out so well, though. Like, it's very clearly people who do not have a plan, like, may or yeah. may not be that strategically minded. They just have, like, a handful of skills and a handful of tools, and they're going to try their best. Yeah. And I like that Cassie's ultimate triumph at the end is based on, like, her pickpocketing abilities. Like, she pulls the pin out of a grenade when, like, nobody's watching her. Yeah. I like that they Which put is- those those are the only weapons she picks up. So in this like, like, oh, cool, close grenades. quarters scene, she can't really use them because mm-hmm. <laughs> that would hurt everyone. And I think that's like a delicate thing to try and do is to have a character who you want to see like triumph, like kick his ass. Yeah. But they have no yeah. reason to have any kind of fighting abilities. Right. So like yeah. that's perfect. Like she gets to get the upper hand. She gets to save herself. 
but in like a way that is completely believable to the rest of her character as previously set up to now. One of the things that I really like in comic book Mm. movies or TV shows or stuff like that is when there is a character who is a hero or a vigilante or, uh, you know, in her case, kind of a civilian that's mixed up in all of this, right? Um, I I like it when they have someone who just knows nothing about fighting. Yeah. And it's just like, well, like, they're just (laughs) there. They just happen to be there. And maybe they have one skill that is completely unrelated, but if they adapt it, if they MacGyver it enough times, they can get it into something approximating a combat skill. Right, because it's it, like so many of the shows is, is, is just like, wait a minute, when, when did you learn to fight? How, how do you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something like that? It's like, this mm. makes no sense, and you just kind of have to be like, all right, it's comics yeah i have a, a great appreciation for any time somebody is show like value is placed on non-fighting skills yeah yeah show me something i can do right yeah like hold a yeah. grenade that's it <laughs> oh i can take I can the pin that. out of a grenade yes we can all do this <laughs> as easy as yeah. opening a can of dr pepper uh so yeah that big fight scene happens uh but cassie still gets captured uh harley goes after them that's when canary uses her cry as like everyone is closing in uh she uses her cry to knock everyone down and then kind of like boost harley to go chase the the car that they've captured cassie in Mm -hmm. um and again yeah that, that was just a neat use of that power yeah but then again i was also like she's not holding her ears that would be very painful. <laughs> like that, True. that that whole thing is like it's such a high frequency that it is forceful and powerful and will hurt them and like hurt their mm. e- 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 ears and stuff. So I'm just like, all right, whatever, comic books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So then there's a big chase scene that that happened. I mean, I guess it's not a super big. Ch- scene but there is a big car that it's big on style oh yeah still still tons of style like harley quinn is like she's she's on roller skates yeah (laughs) she has that whole like roller derby thing yep she's just being pulled around behind a motorcycle on a rope on these roller skates she does the entire final circus fight in roller skates which is really admirable she didn't have that at the start, and they make note of that, where they're, where they're just like, when did she have time for a <laughs> shoe change? <laughs> so it's good. Uh, but that chase scene leads us to the docks, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, or the pier, or what have you. Uh, but at this point, it's just down to Black Mask, who is holding Cassie hostage, and... Harley, who takes off her skates and chases them down the pier. And I thought that scene on the pier, that was gorgeous shot. Yes. Goodness gracious, that was awesome. <laughs> that was so pretty because this it's Founders Pier. And so yeah. every like 
15 feet along both sides of this pier jetting out into the water, there's like a sculpture of some historical figure from like Gotham's past. And they're all in like Mm -hmm. different specific poses or like whatever job they were in or whatever their pastime was. Whatever you know that guy from, that's what the guy's doing in the statues. They're all different statues. It's not just like (laughs) a bunch of men like holding, you know, uh, a spy glass or like looking regal. Like they're all different. Some of them are golfing or whatever. Hey, my computer just spazzed out. Mm. Hold on a sec. You might have to redo a little bit here. Um, Let's see. I'm going to. Okay, uh, if if you want to, it, it, it cut off like in the middle of you describing the statues. Okay. So this pier, uh, as it's shutting out into the water, like every fifteen feet along the pier on both sides, there are these sculptures of Gotham City founders of some right. kind. Yeah, and they're all in different poses and like holding different props. They're not their traditional like sculptures that you would see of historical figures among a town they're like golfing or something like whoever the the people are in these statues like they were designed with a lot of personality mm-hmm. so there's just all the and they're all silhouettes you can see no detail on them whatever because it's, it's dark like and foggy, it's foggy and misty and- yeah so they're just these like like they're goofy statues in the light you know this but here in the fog like they look real menacing that is a menacing golfer yeah, like this is the kind of location and scene that I would really want in a Batman comic or movie yeah. or stuff like that because it is the thing where you can you can barely see five feet in front of you. Yes. To, so t- to see this like giant bat-like thing come out would be terrifying. Like mm-hmm. that is that is exactly I think what. Uh, the the whole idea of Batman is going for like here's this dark seedy town where it's foggy and it like they have these mm-hmm. piers so that the like mist from the water and stuff can start to come in in town and it just looks creepy. Mm-hmm. Right? It just it, it looks sca- it looks scary. So it's good. I I I enjoyed that scene a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and as you mentioned. It kind of comes down to Cassie Kane being like, "Hey, I took your ring," and they're they're just like, "Wait, what?" And she and she goes, "Yeah, this thing," and it's the <laughs> like pin in the grenade, and he's just like, and that's when Harley tosses him off the bridge, and then yeah, no more black mask. Um. So that's all the notes that I wrote, but there is a little bit more mm. to the movie. It kind of ends the similar. Well, I, I, it's not like a full-on Avengers shawarma scene. No, but everyone is out getting food. It's all of the <laughs> birds of prey, um, or I, 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 I guess that's what I, I will refer to them as. Mm-hmm. They're they're talking, they're having fun, they're reflecting on all of that stuff, and Cassie still hasn't 
pooped out the diamond. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, hopefully these tacos will, will help out with that. <laughs> um, but correct me if I'm wrong. So uh, at, at when, when they kind of mention that, Cassie kind of sneaks out. It's like, I, I guess I can go try and use the bathroom now. And then Harley sneaks out after her mm. as... Someone is well. I was gonna say someone is stealing Dinah's car. It's that Harley and Cassie sneak out, steal mm. Dinah's car, and then just go escape and yeah. do their own thing. Yeah. Um. And that's when we get the montage. I I guess of being like, and that's when they formed the Birds of Prey, <laughs> and they did yeah. their own thing, and I was not a member. It, which makes sense. Like she, why would she be in an organization? This is not an organized woman. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I I I had a lot of fun with this film. Did you yeah. stay to the very very end of the? Well, credits? of course. Yeah. Um. If if you guys did not, you're not missing out on much. But there yeah. is like. A sound bite that 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 was kind of fun. Uh, at the very end of the credits, we get some more narration from Harley that is like, "Are you morons still here?" Like, well, I guess I can tell you a secret. Did you know that Batman? And it stops. <laughs> and that's it. So, I yeah, I I'm glad that i went to go see this because i yeah. absolutely think this is the best film that dc has made so far it's uh, i think it is definitely the most consistent i still really have a soft spot for shazam like i think shazam yeah, for what it is is like very well done they're both really good for their like respective uh purposes if that makes sense like yeah like you can shazam see what the, the goal is family yeah kid for, 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 for but i really a couple scary moments which is what i appreciate about it like that's what i loved about shazam is that it was so like it, it's supposed to be this sort of like action adventure like young adult coming of age movie but the action of the adventure is scarier it mm -hmm. more brutal than you were expecting and all the emotional like family stuff it, uh, with it is also way more heart tugging than you're expecting it's yeah. like they're hitting all of their goals but it's like oh you went up to 11 on all of these <laughs> like you have very simple goals but you were executing them like beyond what you really needed to do like it's right. a really right. surprisingly beyond competent film yeah yeah i liked this one a lot and i think this gives me uh, a little bit more hope than I already had for Wonder mm -hmm. Woman. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Because uh, I think that one's going to knock it out of the park. Uh, mm. That was kind of one that you could tell they were still in the transition of like, okay, maybe we give Patty J Jenkins some more freedom. But then you could also tell at the end of, of that film, they, they were like, Okay, let's kind of make it like the other Snyder films and go that way. That's why that third act in that film was like, ugh, okay, it's kind of disappointing. Mm. And it was also not as brightly colored as it could have been because it was this like dark, dreary. 
London I, th- and I stuff think that, like that yeah so. I think it's it's lack of vibrancy can be attributed to like the time like the context in which it's made like the film itself like oh this is a World War One film of course it's going sure. to be yeah. dreary like it all makes sense this I mean, isn't a movie that has come out to dazzle you the way these other movies have but no I agree like Wonder true, Woman like yeah I like it a lot but it, it is more uh straightforward. Like it's very well done, but there's no, there's not much about it that's really like surprising, right? Yeah, and so I, I, I think with that film especially, like Patty J. Jenkins has since proved herself, and I think audiences has has have also been like, hey, we want more stuff like this. We want more mm-hmm. stuff like Birds of Prey, despite yeah. the weird naming and marketing and and stuff like that, like. The way you treated those characters in those films, in Shazam, all of that stuff, that was amazing. That was perfect. Yeah, More of yes. that. And then start to build up and go mm. from there, which is not what DC started with. So I like where I like where they're at now. Like it's wild yeah. to think that Harley Quinn and uh Shazam exist in the same universe. DC, what they're doing right now is like I mean, post Justice League is like a lot more piecemeal and sort, but I appreciate it. Like, I love Marvel. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, that's part of the energy of what gets me so invested in Marvel is that like everything is connected and they've planned so much stuff out. And if they didn't plan it, like they're smart enough to figure out how to like retcon some things to make it all look smooth. I kind of like that you can like see the seams with DC. Like you can see them being like, well, let's work on this like one movie at a time. And then let's see what we can do with the next movie. <laughs> like I like yeah. how kind of it's a little slapdash, but it's interesting. Like it's interesting to watch. I, I, I don't even think they need like a Nick Fury type of character no. to kind of lace them all together. I, I think if they eventually want to do a, justice league 2 what or you know name mm-hmm. it something else who knows um like i i don't think you need this through line if 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 they continue no. to make better movies with these characters that we end up caring about we'll understand when they're just like oh yeah amanda waller came to, to me and asked me to be a part of this yeah. and we'll just be like all right cool yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> like like that's it. They don't need to do much more. Just keep making movies like this because this was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I I admire the MCU for its consistency. I think that is like among its greatest strengths. Mm-hmm. But I do also like this DC thing where it's like everything is going to like really stand on its own and of its own like real developed feel and none of the feels match each other movie to movie. And like, we're going to keep messing things around. Like I'm really excited for this Robert Pattinson Batman movie, but like, I have Mm -hmm. no idea what it's going to have to do with anything else, but it doesn't need to, it doesn't have to. Right. Or yeah, at at least not, not yet. You know, just, just make a good film first. Yeah. And and I like that stuff can come. And I like that they have let themselves relax on that. Like, yeah, we're not going to make them try and all fit together. We're going to make what we like. We'll draw, you know, little connections where we can, but we're not going to make this the focus. Yeah. Um. When is that Wonder Woman film coming out? Uh, 
it's this spring or early summer. And unfortunately, the Robert Pattinson Batman, that might just be called The Batman. I think so. I believe so. That's next year. Wonder Woman is out June 4th. Okay. When is... Ah, Never mind. Um, Do we have another DC movie for later this year? Three three movies in a year is kind of a lot. I'm just curious. I wouldn't expect them to have three. I'm just curious if there's anything after Wonder Woman before we get to the Batman. Don't think so. However, let's see, is there any news on this? So besides Birds of Prey, yeah. There was, I don't I'm looking to see if it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. They were interested in making a Gotham City Sirens movie. Oh yeah. But I, I don't know if that got turned into this. Let's see. That that this is from 2016. So this is a while back. David Ayer, Margot Robbie, reteam for all female DC villains movie. Oh. Gotham City Sirens. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someone in the comments can be like, "Yeah, if that one got canceled <laughs> or it got shelved or who knows what." Yeah. Um. Maybe it's the Suicide Squad. I like that there's like, it's the Batman, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, so we got Wonder Woman, and then yeah, I don't know which one will be out first if Mm. it's the new Suicide Squad. Very excited for both of these. Like, we'll see. This is why I am going back and watching Suicide Squad. It's because I am excited for the Suicide Squad. And I know it's going to like, play off of and defy the first one. So I'm like, I got to know what that is or I'm sure. going to miss yeah. all these jokes. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. That, that, that would be a good reason to watch that film. There's cause there's not many others to watch that. film. I don't, <laughs> watching a bad movie does nothing to hurt you. Watching a bad movie is never a waste of time. Cause there's always, it's like a big crunchy thing for your brain to work on. You know, it's like the brain equivalent of like, gum like it's just there to like it's not okay gum isn't food gum isn't food but it's exercise for your there's teeth. no nutrients and it makes your teeth white you know this is yeah. what a, a subpar movie is for your brain it's like this may not have much of its own to offer but this will this will exercise me this is will give me something That's to fair. think about it's like okay that doesn't work why doesn't it work what else could happen instead? Is there anything about this I do like? Why did they succeed at this and not at something else? Th- look at all the openings for me to just make jokes. <laughs> That's fair. I, I I tend to think of it differently in the sense that there are bad movies that are just bad. Mm. And it's like, you probably are going to watch it and be like, I just wish I had those two hours back. And I don't then think there I've are ever bad done that movies. in my life. And, and and then there's bad movies that are is, is just like, oh, my God, this is a delight because it's so bad. And it's so good because it's so bad. Like, I just watched this movie mm. last week called The Velocipaster. Go check it out. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic because it is so bad. It mm. is so good. And it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... There's 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 stuff like that. I think there's that movies said, that oh. legitimately make you laugh, make you laugh on accident, or they don't make you laugh, but they make you think, and that thinking is valuable. 
this True. exercises your brain and you, you need that to keep sharp. Good stuff. <laughs> Watch a subpar film. Get smart. Melissa, where can yes. the people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with all of our podcasts, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go like, share, subscribe. Uh, go follow us on YouTube. I think we're like yeah. right below 60 subscribers. So if we can reach that and pass that, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Help us out. Go subscribe yeah. on YouTube. Um, I don't know what we're going to be covering next on here because it's always kind of hit or miss. Um, yeah. I, I think I, the... I'm, I'm sure Black Widow will be coming down the road. Mm-hmm. They think uh, the next movie I'm yes. personally going to see in a theater is Onward. Oh, that would be a good one to do. Mm-hmm. So we need more like non-comic book stuff talk about on 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 here oh comic books is what gets me out there on opening weekend usually but not always same here Mm -hmm. (laughs) good stuff uh this has been episode 17 of the reactor core we will Mm. see you guys next time bye bye